What's up, fan bros? This is your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, and this is our 200th episode. 200! And on this episode... Hulk Hogan makes his debut in This Week in the N-Word. What am I saying? Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. Lucius Lion-O, a.k.a. Drizzit Do or Do Not. What? <laughs> a.k.a. the Kevin Bacon of the internets, a.k.a. Veggie Sausage in the building tonight. All right. All right. Dope. Yeah. I might have fumbled that a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, but I recovered at the end. Of course you did. I'm like Tom Brady. <laughs> That's not a good comparison <laughs> to make. I don't with, know. With your deflated balls. Oh, well. Oh. You know, I like to keep... Ayo! Ayo! Let's just stop there. <laughs> yeah. Well, as you've already heard, as usual, in the spaceship tonight on The Voice of the Urban Geek, we have... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Saletto Stunner, also known as the Ahura, the Spaceship, and Lambo Calrissian. Nice. Yes, yes. You know, somebody else out there in the uh, fan bros realm has been kind of entreating on the Ilrizians. Oh, yeah, yeah. L-O-Y-C? Yeah. yeah Otherwise know. known as Il Cosby. Oh, yes. Shout out to him. Listen, and listen. joining us in the third seat is Chico Leo, Hero for Hire. Oh, nice one. Nice, Chico. Nice. Hero for Hire himself. So are you Power Man or Iron Fist? I think it depends on the day. He's Afro Cheeks. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> the third member. Okay. Yeah, so the hero of Iron Afro Cheeks. His power right. is sweating profusely. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. I don't know how that works in villain fights, but, you know, I'm sure you make it work. Afro Cheeks, hero for hire. Chico Leo's in the building. Yes. Welcome back to Fan Bros Show. Hope everyone is having a beautiful day out there in the internets. You are here on the voice of the urban geek. The 200th episode. Is this the 200th episode? For real? For real, Chico. Wow. Considering all special deliveries yes. and fan bro shows, this is now the 200th episode. Wow. Wow. So reflections on the 200th episode. But we just had our second anniversary like a month and a half ago. So yeah. Like yeah, but that was three months or four months. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I bought the 200th episode of the uh, 200th issue of the X-Men on the stands. I know that was a 200 that I bought. On oh, the that's a, I remember that issue. I had Magneto on the cover. Yeah, definitely. I, I bought that, too. Wow. That's right after I started buying. I started like at like 198 or something. Right. And that yeah. might have actually been the first time he, his purple suit was Yeah, with the it. big M on it. Yeah. And the Fenris twins are also in it. Right. Yes. That's right. But, uh, yes. Bunch I'm just happy to be here. Useless comic, comic, <laughs> comic knowledge right there for you folks. Yeah, because I wasn't listening to that. I'm just happy to be here. Nice. <laughs> 200 episodes. I just always remember Chico saying, I, I just hope we're not doing the same things on the 100th episode or that we're oh, doing on the first episode. So since you said that, how do you feel now? Gee, I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> I that, feel like an was, ass. That was a long time ago <laughs> in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Uh, okay. So do you feel like we're doing bigger and better things well, I these didn't, days? I didn't realize that we had done 200. We are doing bigger and better things. Yeah, most definitely. I didn't realize it either until the other day that I went on iTunes and I was just, you know, on iTunes, they have the numbers. that are, It's numbered by how many episodes are loaded up. Mm-hmm. So I looked down the list and I was like, oh, wow, this is 200 right here. So yeah, yeah here we are. 200 episodes of Fan Bros Show, the voice of the urban geek. Hope everyone has been enjoying it this far, this far, thus far. Thank you for supporting (laughs) us. You know, we love you all out there in the internets. 
I mean, I don't know. I ain't got much reflections. Like I said, we just had our two-year anniversary a little while ago, so I ain't got much right. more reflections than that. Well, you know, it's clear when you look at the New York Times and authors that we jump-started, like Ta-Nehisi Coates and Daniel Jose Older. And when that who- man calls up this spaceship and says, hey. Right. <laughs> well, jump-started? You know, they, they definitely, you know, they appeared on Fan Bros, and then their books came out, and then their books, you know, uh, sold really well. New York Times you know, bestsellers. Exactly. I mean, there's definitely a connection. You know, look for these things happen in threes. Juno Diaz is probably going to drop something soon that's going to go number one. Hey, and- Chico Leo. Yes. Are you a member of the Fantastic Four? Because you're reaching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of believe in Chico's theory right here. That's right. I think we mate stars, you know. Like, even, okay. I, let me say, you know, on that note, like the Loudspeakers Network in general, uh, shout out to Theotis Jones. Yes. Artist extraordinaire who has done, you know, much work for me, for combat, for everyone involved in the Loudspeakers Network, and now has a comic book cover coming out from Marvel. Right, so what you said is not exactly wrong. That's actually yeah, true. We make true. stars here. We do. That's why, that's why they call me Mr. Fantastic. All right, you better own that, Chico <laughs> Leo. <laughs> Next up, you know, Mr. Morris will soon be doing Marvel covers himself. Yo, that's right. Mr. Morris is already on fire. Like, on he on fire. Howard Stern He's going to be stuff. doing billboards on Sunset Boulevard This next. is what happens when you roll with the Fambro show. Other people who should be rolling with the fan bros and, you know, maybe they just wouldn't be leading some fucked up existences oh, like Jesus. they are. Jesus. Are, you know, bread. real quick, we got to give a shout out, a rest in peace to Cecil the Lion. Yes. Whose um, end was nothing. Not, there was no peace in it. And there was end. no glamour in it. No. No, not at all. Not there at was all. no honor in it. No. And that pissed me off. 40, 40 hours with a crossbow bolt in his side, like Jesus Christ with the spear in his side. So apparently this is this this beloved lion in Africa. Where what country in Africa do you know? Um whatever it, it, Zimbabwe. Yeah, it was in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe and he wasn't supposed to be he was on a safe, you know, he was on a preserve where he wasn't supposed to be hunted and they lured him off like several miles. Um, and then shot they, him. This, this American this, dentist. This, a Minnesota, dentist from Minnesota who paid uh, a poacher $55,000 to help him. That's not so, trying to play innocent. Right. So they shot him with a crossbow, and then it took them 40 hours to find him. And then they shot him, then they skinned him, then they cut off his head. First of all, I'm not a member of PETA, but when I say you are a disgusting yeah. person to do that to an animal, like you're you're a monster. Well, and also it's a, you know, it's a protected animal. There's not that many lions left. Also, but because the dude killed Cecil the lion, now the second most alpha lion in Cecil's crew is going to kill all six of Cecil's cubs yep. because that's the only way he could get Cecil's only, lioness to be have with dominance. Him. Yeah. And so that's so they they killed seven lions, you know, and that's like how many generations of lions and it's it's just you know it's whatever i mean you know like you you obviously have a small penis if that's how you got to make yourself you know shit chico leo with the ether damn well the other ether is happening online because i'm not going to give this dude any more shout outs but his practice is going to pits as people have been on yelp yeah and on his page leaving the most you know Really honest, you know, would you want some, don't give this guy money because he goes out and, you know, kills lions for sport that I'm, have I'm no chance against him. So yeah. fuck him, you know, basically. <laughs> and some other people who get, you know, a big F you from the fan bros, you know, you know, it's one of my favorite segments this week in the N word. And I think we already had this man on before, but he, you know, like so many people who've been on this segment. Seems to have doubled down <laughs> on his dumbassness because this oh. boy here, man. So I know when I mentioned this on Twitter, DJ Ben, I mean, just immediately before before he heard any details or any facts, he was just like, yo, F this dude. Yo, 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 he sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wait, Ben, I mean, we don't know the details of the facts yet. Well, the details of the facts really were that bad because I don't even know if I call him Mr. anymore. Hulk Hogan. Hollywood Hulk decided that he thought it was cool to have a conversation about how he basically doesn't like black people, black men, or he has an issue with them, particularly an issue with his daughter dating them. So during a, and this is crazy because this is all part of a deposition. There was, this was a point where 
first of all, he was in the wrong all the way. He was sleeping with a friend at the time. He was sleeping with the friend's wife. Yep. And while this was happening, when he was in the bedroom, they was having this private conversation. And I guess somehow Brooke, his daughter, came up. And Hulk was like, yeah, I don't know why she likes ninjas. And changed ninjas for the actual N-word. But I don't know why she likes ninjas. I don't understand what she sees in them type of thing. If she's going to be with a ninja, she should be with a basketball player or somebody who makes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone's like eight feet tall. This dude said eight feet tall. He did say eight <laughs> feet tall, and I don't believe there's ever been anyone in the NBA who's eight feet yeah, tall. Yeah. Not even That's, that's not hyperbole. He literally like said eight feet tall. Or something like that? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he said all this stuff, and then and then the kicker, he said, you know, I don't know if it makes me sound like a racist, but I guess I'm a racist. Right. You guessed right. <laughs> Bitch, you guessed it. <laughs> <laughs> you was mother. So the other right. thing is, I have to say, the stupidest thing about it is that he went after Gawker, which is basically a gossip site, which is having its own issues that mm-hmm. is a whole other story. Yeah. But of course, if you're going to go after a gossip site and you have like some shit in your past that you're trying to keep undercover, like it's not going to stay undercover. Right. And so he was he's definitely responsible in every way. Plus, on top of that this conversation came out on the radio show of the friend whose wife he was sleeping with. Well, yeah. whoa. So, so the whole thing is Gawker had a videotape of him sleeping with this woman. Right, and I know they really- said made those comments on the radio show of the husband of the woman that I he didn't, had I didn't know if yeah. I, I, so I, it's yeah. just like he's not handling any of his business, any of his business, his parenting, his professional, his 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 sex life, his Speaking, I mean, there's literally nothing that Hulk Hogan is doing well, that like passes any kind of grade. Well, speaking of professional, that life is pretty much shattered because WWE moved with the swiftness yeah, yeah, that was fast. and literally Benoit him. Yeah. He removed him from every single last corner of the WWE internet. Fast. Fast. Like, they did it before we, as the public, knew anything, which in my mind meant, okay, they really know something's up. It's actually bad, because they don't do that. People For, for people who don't know, when I say he been, they've been wad him, that's in reference to Chris Benoit, who... Back in the like, what the nineties, he killed his whole entire family. He was a very famous wrestler. He killed his entire family. He did and himself. Yes, that's what happened. That's what happened. Yeah, you never. <laughs> yes. I, so I don't remember if I remember that he was not the Wolverine. What was his name? His little nickname wasn't because he? he was a little short dude who was real strong, right? He was real strong. I just call him Chris Benoit. I don't. I know. I'm not sure the name one, you're referring to. I used to fuck with Benoit back in. The a day. lot of people used to fuck with yeah. him, but he killed his whole family, and yeah. and as a result, obviously, you know. B- WWE basically disavowed his existence wow. and erased everything so so he'll never be in the Hall of Fame, none of that stuff. Basically, he they don't acknowledge him as even being right. alive. And henceforth, they've done the same with Hulk, Hollywood, Hogan, and every representation of him thereof. I mean, and like you, you know, you were waiting for the information to come out. But like I said, you know, as soon as they deleted him from existence, I knew it was to be bad. And it got even worse today or yesterday because more stuff came out. And Hulk Hogan doesn't just not like the blacks, folks. Hulk Hogan also has a problem with... The Mexicans? No, I mean, I'm sure. I not mean, the Mexicans, He's a white man living in California. Yeah, he I'm, a big I'm, fan. He's not a big fan. But of well, he, he, he's cool with Trump, so I wouldn't be surprised. Well, uh, Hulk Hogan doesn't like the, you know, homosexuals. Yes. This is coming from the guy who, for like a decade, ran around with a boa around his neck or right. more. So, wow. really. Wow, yeah, that's that's one way to put it. And also, you know, wrestled with men. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it, Ben, I mean. I mean but hey. the point is, so what did he say? What is his issue? Well, Hulk Hogan said uh, he was talking about his reality show, Hogan Knows Best, and he said, this is, and I quote, VH1 wanted me to do a big thing and go back to the house I grew up in. So we knock on the door and a big fag. Li- well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I, Wait. I was quoting Hulk Hogan. He and a said big that? lives there. This half gay dude. Was enamored with Linda. But did he say half gay dude? What? Yeah. Well, what? after he called him a yes. What? First of, all, first of all, for the last time, I'm going to say this for one time and one time only on this show. Stop using that motherfucking word. I'm dead ass serious. Okay. And I say that to anybody who's listening, anybody who comes on the show, I'm going to tell you now, I don't like that word and I think you need to stop. And I don't, I, personally, I don't even care if you quote and I don't think the word needs to be used. How is someone half gay? And that's another thing. What the? 
I don't get that at all, but I don't get how anyone could be half gay, whatever it is. I mean, I don't get how anything Hulk Hogan is saying is, you know, like really my first thought was like, yo, like I said on Twitter, when a rich white man turns out to not be racist, I'm more surprised. Like, it's just, you know, an old rich white man at that. Mm, sorry, you know. But, you know, a lot of people, including myself, was highly disappointed because this is a childhood figure. This is a WWE I wrestler. This is best. supposedly a universally liked wrestler i mean he can't he can't he pretty much from the beginning to the end this dude's been here i I mean i even like was listening to some of my other people's podcast shout out to q storm and they were speaking on it and it's like he came from nothing you know all that stuff too but you gotta understand he's been dumb rich since 1980s so he's hung out with the top top of black people since the 1980s presidents all that type of stuff and this is who he is you know like He's not hanging out with the hood, so he has no reason to form this expectation of black people. And if you talk about, like, what's crazy is it's the billionaire's son who is dating Brooke, and he'd mm-hmm. rather him mess with a NBA player. Right. It's like, a trillionaire. Who are, of course, all known for being very uh, upstanding just, husbands. No, excuse me, a thousandaire. And, and, yeah. <laughs> Never cheating on their wives. Fuck and, out of here, Hulk Hogan. That, yeah. You know, like, you yeah, and the that, lion killer go in the same boat to me, like, you know disappear so well, it's been a bad it's been a bad month for childhood you know heroes yeah. of the 80s uh oh, you know Jesus. with uh, you know bill cosby you know a couple of years ago you had r kelly you had woody allen like these are all people i didn't who, think woody allen one of these things is doing something yeah different. one of these I, things is not like the other hero. one of these well, things yeah, just yeah, doesn't belong saying, like you know People, you that know, could, people who, that could you be res- taken very wrong. I, I yeah. never liked the yeah. dude. But, um, yeah, so all of you Hulk Hogan apologists, go along with the Bill Cosby apologists and right. go fuck yourself. Wow. All right. Uh, we've got a lot more to talk about on this episode of Fan Bros Show, but we're going to take a quick break to cool off and we'll be right back. This is Joe Illage, writer for Comic Book Resources. When I'm not busy writing or editing or really trying to make the world a more diverse place, I'm busy listening to Fan Bros. And welcome back, fan bros. Hope you've been enjoying this episode. I don't even know why I asked you that, because I know you've been enjoying this episode. It's the 200th episode of Fan Bros Show. <laughs> it's a celebration. Meowches. <laughs> and then, of course, since we're celebrating, we got to have our geekly asked question of the week. The guac is extra. And here it is for you, free of charge. The question of the week comes from Baldhead Digital on Twitter. He asks, can you guys discuss why Hancock starring Will Smith is often overlooked as a milestone superhero movie? I'll say it's often overlooked as a milestone superhero movie because it's not a milestone (laughs) superhero movie. (laughs) Hancock, as our Space Ghost producer says, is... Easily one of those movies that the only reason that there's a black guy in it is because Will Smith exists in this world. I think exactly the same. I, I and pers- because yeah. Will Smith at the time was caking like four hundred million yeah. off of you know every movie he made, so anything he touched was gold, and they needed you know that golden touch, and so they threw him into this movie because. It's one of those films, uh, Chico Leo. Surprisingly, you've not. Yeah, seen I, n- I never saw Hancock. I would have thought like it was also USA a milestone because he's. Uh, isn't he like a jerk or? A yeah, he's bad, a jerk. You know? and he's an so that's the whole thing. Is like he's a jerk, alcoholic superhero. Also, that might be a milestone. I'm trying to think. I mean, I don't know. You know, as opposed, you know, like an unlikable dude being a superhero, as opposed this to this. Clark Kent. You know, rescuing kittens from trees. I and wouldn't stuff really like call that. Blade very likable either, though. No, that's true. He's more anti-hero. Well, he's an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. Will Smith he's a is day more walker. of just a drunk. It's not like you can really call him an anti-hero. He's just a Or a daywalker. Yeah, or a daywalker. He's just a bad hero. But I really wouldn't call him Milestone just for the fact, like I say, it's like you could knock any superstar into that role and it really And it would have worked. It didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. And it wasn't 
I wouldn't say Hancock is bad, but it's just not great either. I agree. I, I I'm pretty much lukewarm about was always lukewarm about Hancock. Like it didn't it wasn't an amazing really I don't even know what to call it. I don't want to. It was it was just a movie like it just to put it very bluntly. It was just a movie. Can I make another point here while we're talking about this subject? Because a lot of people always love to bring up Blade when they talk about how, you know, Blade started the comic book revolution and it doesn't get the credit it deserves. And I'm like, not really. Like, you know, uh, when you look back at Blade, it's like Wesley Snipes is playing a vampire hunter. It's like there's nothing to relate it to Marvel. You know, it's just there's a dude who kills vampires and he's, you know, there's nobody else in the Marvel Universe until like the third one with Ryan Reynolds in them. And And this was a different time. A completely different time. And he's not like, you know, in some bright colored suit. You know, he's dressed in all black. He's got the shades on. You got the Wesley Snipes fucked up haircut, <laughs> you know, that's needed in every one of it. Yo, yo, Wesley Snipes really never has a good haircut in any of his films. We need to discuss. We need to make sure about that. Yeah, but I, I think I think that's pretty accurate there. <laughs> he, he also doesn't throw any whales like Hancock does in Hancock. I didn't see the movie, but I remember they showed him throwing a whale. Oh, yeah, he does throw a whale he in it. He does right. throw a whale. There's he does many, several there's things. There's plenty of hilarious moments right. in Hancock. Don't get it twisted. But it's just like I would not consider it milestone the same way I really would. I get that Blade is the first black superhero, but I really wouldn't consider it like to be a milestone moment in superhero films. Just like I don't consider Even Hancock. No, it was horrible. Didn't Spawn come out first? I oh, mean, yeah, and that's I Spawn came yeah, out first. And, and Leonard Six came out and first, too. Hey, let's not forget Meteor Man, folks. And right. Steel. I, I really don't Steel. rock with Meteor Man. Steel. Don't, don't, oh, don't, don't you dare like say you steel. Don't, don't act like Shaq wasn't so up there. So what if I saw John a Henry. <laughs> John Henry Irons is steel. And, yeah, you know, yeah. We all, next the, you're going to start well, saying no, Kazam or Shazam. Kazam like I was crazy. Kazam. No, it's Kazam. No, no, it's Kazam. That's not Shazam. I know, no. it's Kazam. Yeah, he was oh a black gosh. genie, not a black Jesus. superhero. Get Shaq's filmography right. Okay, my bad. Shaq Fu. Yes. All right. God, it's worse and worse. And, you know, just like that, we were talking about, um, you know, Will Smith. Now he's, you know, in Suicide Squad. And it's a bit of, bit of a step down from Hancock. I yeah. Think, Ouch. Know. Lately, Will Smith's whole career has been a serious why, step down. Why do you down. think it's a step down? Well, he's got a sh- he's sharing the screen. He's one of a team of like 10 people, whereas Hancock, I mean, the movie's not called Bullseye. You know what I mean? Like Deadshot. W- a dead shot, right. Oh. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. do you think. Well, do it's you not th- called Deadshot. Exactly. See, he's <laughs> a character that I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Well, do you think this is just as a as an internal response to what to to as an opposite to what he's been doing all these years for like the last maybe 10 years, has he really been in any ensemble movies like that? He's no, been pretty much on his down own. And he turned the lead tur- in Django Unchained because he felt that Django was not the lead, right. which is not the which case. Which is not true. It's clearly the lead. But he didn't even want to share the credit with that, that, that white, the German dude, whatever his name is. Yeah, Christoph awesome. something or other, who was dope. He's um, awesome. But I uh, mean, he, he, didn't he get nominated for an Oscar? Yeah, for yeah it? absolutely. Yeah. But um, what what you call Chris Christopherson, like, right? He no, 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 no Chris Christoph, Christoph, Christoph Waltz, Christoph yeah, Waltz. Sorry, yes, exactly. I don't know why I said Chris Christopherson. Yeah. My bad. Well, Christoph the Christoph, Waltz, the Christopherson. There's a lot of uh, no. So I I feel like now Will Smith has been you know on the dec- on the on the serious decline. When you think about, it. you're right. He never did ensemble movies. They were always well, I don't know, but Will I'm saying, Smith Would you call that movies. a decline or was it is it just a, a creative choice? Because now like he. To me, he made some mistakes, like turning down some things, like when he, to me, made the big mistake of not doing The, the Matrix. Matrix. Though, right, right. in hindsight, maybe it's good that he didn't because then we wouldn't have, whoa, Neo. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I want to say this is down. I, I don't want to say that quite yet because we haven't seen the movie. But I, I think out of Matrix, different it would have been if it had been like the black man. is. The and Jada was all. in it. No, but if the black right. man so was all the savior of them all, you well, know, like, that would have been. A I, real I actually would. I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Matrix, and I would rather. I would totally see, like, watch right now, like a recut where people ma- just put Will Smith in from <laughs> other movies into yeah. this. Like they just edit him in. Like yeah. I would totally watch that. Make it so, internet. Yes, make it so. Uh, but you're right. I mean, he he turned down some stuff that he shouldn't have turned down. But I also think you know your moment in the spotlight. He had a good run of like. Almost a decade where he, I mean, he had like six or seven movies in a row that made like four or five hundred million Hitch, or more. Four hundred million. Yeah. Executive producer. With that. Uh, former Fan Bros guest Otto Asando is in Hitch. Yes, that's right. This 
But, uh, it was, you know, it all it all started going right. Yeah, he's in Hitch. He's 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 he's. I mean, what's the game? <laughs> I know, I, I, I'm just trying to figure out how you know how we've created yet another star. Yeah, on this no, show. absolutely. <laughs> you know, uh, we're always, like we're always, like the reverse little bee out here. You know, right. we hand out blessings. We're the we're the new Kevin Bacon, six degrees of separation. I already said from the very first show, folks. I am the Kevin Bacon of these. You did say it. Yeah, no. There's a Venn diagram, and and Fambros is at the center of all of it. <laughs> And with that, folks, we're going to take a quick break right here. We'll be right back with more fan bros. This is DJ Maceo, a.k.a. Dr. Spock. You know what it is. It's your boy, Young Guru, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. Hank McCoy, a.k.a. Not a Brahma. Hey, yo, 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 this is Foul Munch. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Gene Gray. What's up? This is Spike Lee from the Republic of Brooklyn, New York. This is Axel Alonso, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. When I'm not sitting at my desk ruling the comic book universe i'm listening to fan bros and welcome back fan bros to our 200th episode 200 Hey, That's, look at that. The Space Rose producers in the building. I'm emerging from behind the scenes to join you guys. So how do you feel about us reaching our 200th episode? Well, because I came in a little late. It's yeah, not you haven't the, been here for the whole day. Yeah, yeah, so I can't no. really. But I got to say congratulations. 200 of anything is crazy. And for us to be, I'm saying us, it's for us to be yeah, I don't at know, this I don't point. know why you would include yourself in this. <laughs> but, you know, since you did, carry on. <laughs> Oh, uh, us? <laughs> uh, nah, but I, I think it's crazy that you guys have been doing this for 200 episodes. That's crazy. And we achieved a lot more in 200 episodes than King Leonidas did with 300 Spartans. That's True why. You were just shitting on everybody today, Chico Leo, huh? <laughs> The Shade Master is at fine form on his 200th episode. That's why we keep. Uh, that's why it keeps going because right. Chico Leo. Like like how um Daniel Older is the Shadow Shaper. You're just the Shade Shaper. Right. Ooh, I like that. That's your new AKA, yo. Shaping the shade. Yes. Yes. The Shaper of Shade, even. I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I gotta congratulate us on this 200th episode. Congratulations, Chico Leo and Tati. King, you know, it feels good to reach this plateau because I was watching Mr. Robot the other night. And Favorite he, show ever. I, I posted the quote on Instagram. He has a long quote. I'm not going to repeat it all here, but he yeah. says, you know, changing the world takes time. You know, it's slow and methodical. You know, it's something a lot of people don't have the stomach for. So, you know, that's how I feel about Fan Bros Show. You know, we're changing the world a day at a time and it takes a little bit more time than some of us might have thought it did. <laughs> I was going to say, sometimes yeah. Ben, I mean, stomach, you know, <laughs> ain't, ain't really enough. all there for it. <laughs> Reverse gears. But I'm still Reverse here right gears. now. Right. One, one episode at a time. Yeah, one episode at a time. That's right. We got I'm a program. Still here. We're 200 in. That's right. So the world is changing due to our influence, the center of the Venn diagram. Absolutely. We're Absolutely. Up. In fact, it's at the point that they could actually make a science fiction movie about a world without fans. Ambrose. Wow. Like how differently the earth would be. Cecil the lion might be alive right now. No, I mean, no. More lions would be dead. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Damn. absolutely. You're It'd right. You're right. It, that's a much darker time. Yes, right you're, there, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. A world without Fambros is a sad that's world. That's right. Yeah. Might be <laughs> nuclear war and everything right now. Y'all just like up down there. Like that's no, I mean, a that's without us. Without us. You know, with us, the world continues on. But Cecil's still dead. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but other lions are alive. That's All right. right. All right. That's right. And now. After all of that, congratulations and whatnot, it's time for my favorite segment. Well, almost favorite segment. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> really? <laughs> like, are you shading me and Star Trek like every week now? Every week? It's my almost favorite segment. Tech Talk with Tatiana. And this week in tech news. I'm really, I'm really upset that you shaded my little. <laughs> no, he, he was waiting for the 200 show to do that too. I know, like what? This is supposed to be like, positivity, gonna, man. Let me get her this. That week. was positive. It's my almost favorite segment. You my don't. favorite segment is, you know. So this is my almost. You don't care about me, but anyway, um, this week in tech news. So for those who hate Google Plus, you can continue to hate Google Plus because Google has dropped the Google Plus requirement from hey, hold YouTube. On, hold on, hold on. LYC, what up? <laughs> <laughs> 
I know you heard, son. Your number one social media platform is out of here. Yeah, Google, <laughs> Google told Google Plus get number half. So, 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 so to to be more more clear on this, so Google Plus is Google's always fledgling <laughs> social media network that everyone jumped on immediately the first time it came out, or they was really hype about it, and then it fizzled out really quickly immediately if not soon Grand opening. yeah part of the reason part of the issues there were many issues with it part of it being that people had to use their real names they couldn't use nicknames yada 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 and as of recently you had to sign up for google plus in order to leave comments on google-owned sites like youtube and this week google was like yeah you know what scratch that we don't need that requirement anymore so now it's basically they reversed it so they rolled it back to the way it used to be where any old schmuck can come on youtube and say whatever the hell they want to say didn't they have a big thing on youtube though about that like a little while ago that the comment section had become where it was like real different now like where like the top comments oh yeah up. and they messed up like threading like a uh, comment threading where if someone says something you can reply to them yeah. and thread in it they, that was all jacked up so fix that i guess they're going to fix it but my thing is if they go back to the old ways it's going to be fixed or whatever but anyway that's that's done data and um also today um there was motorola they decided to well not really release but they announced that their new set of phones are coming out i'm actually really excited about this phone the new razor nah bring it back do you want a razor? That's another question. If the flip phones came back like hardcore, would you would you be about? No, it? only you want them because they look like the Star Trek things. The tr- oh, really? You gonna yeah, shave me too, like, Diggle Leo? Like the Star Trek, uh, no, no, look, I communicators. I used to love them just for that because they look. Like, you know, you had that. Especially what? you had a nice one that flipped like a triangle. Well, the, the yeah. thing about flip phones is because like if you was mad at somebody, you could like slam the phone on them. You know, how you could do with analog phones. You could just slam the phone on them. You can't do that no more. It's just kind of like click. No, on uh, Ballers the other night, the guy was like. You know, he was rude to somebody on the phone, and he was like, yeah, well, if you don't like that, then you're really not going to like this, and push the button. <laughs> and it was so, like, <laughs> it was so anticlimactic. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Motorola uh, revealed some of the new phones that are coming out uh, as early as this August. Hit me up on my timeline if you want more details on that. And also in tech news, T-Mobile has revealed that they will now allow people who buy iPhone this summer that when a new iPhone comes out, you'll be able to upgrade for free. For free. So what that means is, say you buy an iPhone today, and you know the new iPhone, iPhone 6S, or whatever it's going to be called, is coming out in September. They will allow you to upgrade and switch it out. You typically, you're ass out. You're going to have to pay to upgrade. But now you, won't be, you don't have to do that. And the other thing that I think is a little bit bigger than that is that T-Mobile is now allowing people to use Apple Music on their cellular network, which means you'll be able to... Use Apple Music without it affecting your data plan. That is a big deal. That's a huge deal. Huge deal. Yeah, that's crazy right there. Yeah, so John Legere so is T-Mobile. Is, this is T-Mobile. So T-Mobile, yo, they are really, really trying to get me to leave Verizon. I boy. mean, they're doing everything they can, and like just like how they say, oh, we'll pay your term- early termination fees, which is like three hundred fifty dollars or more. Like the they're trying everything. Only thing that stops me is Chico Leo's warnings about how you know I will learn what Verizon service is. <laughs> you gonna learn today? Companies. Listen, in New York, we all in New York. New York, uh, Verizon's the god so you can't like just be switching out like I know, that i know so they got me every time i yeah. try to get out and that's this week in tech nicely done very nicely done tatiana on our 200th episode you got it yeah you know some other news this week uh marvel decided to show off the wasp suit that was shown spoiler alert at the end of ant-man for a two-week-old movie I just spoiled it for you, but yeah, the wasp <laughs> is in it, and um, they showed off the suit that what's her name? I can never remember the actress's name. It's not Evangeline Lilly, is the wasp, right? Yes. Oh, it is. Yes. So is she Janet Van Dyne? No, she is Hope Van Dyne, oh. the daughter of Janet. And right. At the end of the movie, it's shown that she will get her own wasp suit because she doesn't right. have it in the movie. And I guess you haven't seen Ant Man yet. I haven't seen Ant Man yet. Obviously. So, um, yeah, the lawsuit got shown off. It looks really nice, but they've already said that she won't be in Civil War because they want to give her more screen time when she does. And they really need to develop her. Yeah, so Civil War's a little too crowded. So why don't they, they get Hawkeye it. out of Civil War and put <laughs> Wasp in there? Wait, you really don't want Hawkeye in there? 
I think Hawkeye is one of the, is probably the single biggest problem with the Marvel movies. And I would call I him think a, in general. Damn, that's strong. harsh, Chico. You call harsh. him a problem now? I just think I mean he's. They didn't do anything with him, in, with him useful in the first Avengers movie. And by the time the second Avengers movie came out, there had been three seasons of Arrow. So his whole shooting arrows thing right. had really just no. wasn't that dope to me because I had watched, you know, 48 episodes of Arrow. Yeah, or yeah. Some, or some so odd. is it more so that he's not that he's a problem, but he's a non-factor? He's a non-factor. And I just feel like that was a space in Avengers. I actually had argued at the time, I still think like, that should have been Luke Cage. Like, it should have been a character of color. Like, add some diversity. Do more with more female characters. Like, Black Widow's very dope, but she was the only female character for, like, 12 or 15 movies that wasn't bringing Tony Stark coffee or... Right. I would know. prefer another female character. Yeah. And so, I just felt like Hawkeye was... There was an example of, like, you really didn't need... Jeremy Renner, and he just, it was a non-factor. Even Jeremy Renner was mad. He was like, I didn't yeah, do shit that movie. He didn't. And, and, and so I, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, they're, they're making up for, and 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 yeah, to, to call that the biggest problem does highlight how many things they've gotten right. Yeah, definitely. And um, I feel you, though, because shout out to Spirit Equality, who actually blocked me on Twitter a while back. <laughs> Damn. But yeah, yeah, it happens. But, you know, we uh once had a big argument about this, and this is when I was on the side of what I like to call um, idiots, because they were, I was arguing that Hawkeye shouldn't be black because he's not black in the comics, and they just needed to develop other black superheroes. So I basically completely switched my position on that one. You know, I was gonna say you don't you that, don't talk about that, that now. That would have been fine too. I mean, yeah, because no, I know. I realized, like I said, those are the fools because it's like it doesn't really matter if Hawkeye is white or black. You know, Clint Barton. There's nothing in his character that makes him white or black. He's just an archer, et cetera, et cetera. So it doesn't really matter. So why not? You know, it would have added diversity. We wouldn't have had, you know, an all-male, all-white right. Avengers to start off with. I always feel like with this with this argument now that is coming up so often nowadays, I think it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because when you do do things like what you're suggesting about, hey, make him black or make him Asian or whatever, then people are going to say, oh, you're just trying to fill a diversity quota. Yep. Da, 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 da. It's just like... Pandering. You're just pandering. And then, and then it's like, okay, well, this is what we got. And then they say, well, you don't have enough... People of color in there, and then it's like the other arguments. Okay, we'll use to me the only to me the only real solution is to use a established character that is a person of color. And I always feel like that's a weak way out as well. I feel like you can do both. Like I feel like there's no difference in someone. You can do both, but in terms of having a solution that isn't damned if you do, damned if you don't, use don't, an existing is, character. I feel like that's not really damned if you do, damned if you don't. I feel like that's more plain to a very small group of people mm. is when you're sitting there saying, okay, they can only be black or white because they were black or white in the comics. Yeah, that's or, whack. Or the source material people is like, the, you know, it's got to be true to the source material. That's really whack. And it becomes a very uh, snake that eats itself kind of thing because mm. it's like, there's no end and there's no pleasing people like that because you're never going to, you're the movies are never going to live up to your imagination. And that's what you have to realize. And when you, until you get that out of your head, it's like you're always to be like, oh, this isn't as good as the books. And it never will be, dude, because your imagination is better than the books. Your dude, imagination is better than anything you can put on screen. In general, yeah. So, I, 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 like I had said when I saw Ant-Man, I think it worked out better because I had less detail and less knowledge of the character in that whole world and situation. I think because I went in there pretty much almost a blank slate that I enjoyed it even more. Definitely. Well, people on some other news, Wolverine, I mean, Hugh Jackman is asking Twitter what the last film should be about. The last Wolverine <laughs> film. Yeah, that's not a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of going right back to what I was just saying. It's like, yo, I mean, I think he's doing it more as a way to entertain the fans. It's not it's really entertainment. being serious. Yeah. You know, obviously, they have writers for this film who are hired who are, you know, obviously already working on it. But I just think. You know, like, if you really ask super fans, like, what should the next movie be? You'll never get it done. How Wolverine gets people, <laughs> shorter. Every million different, every fan has a different one. Like, you know, what's your favorite Wolverine story? 
Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I actually really like the Wolverine miniseries where he goes back to yeah, Japan. Yeah, classic Frank I mean, Miller. Yeah, yeah. They the did fr- that. And, and they, did, they did it sort of in this in the second movie, yeah. which horribly. was better than the first movie. I mean, it was better than the first movie. But they uh, I like the second movie. It's not that um, bad. I, I also always really liked his relationship with Kitty Pride, although I didn't like the Kitty Pride Wolverine miniseries itself. But so, the whole thing where he's acting as a mm-hmm. mentor to some, you know, like their relationship was. And see, uh, a whole another generation would say the relationship between Wolverine and Jubilee. Oh, that, and I actually, yeah, yeah, I was even reading, yeah, so that exactly, exactly. And my favorite Wolverine story is like one of the most wild off ones is when Larry Hammer was writing them and he meets a little robot girl named LCD and a clone of, ro- uh, a robot clone of Wolverine. And they go off on adventures for like 20-some issues, and it is classic Tripping shit. on acid. Wow. But, oh, yeah. you know, that's like, I'm never going to get to see that made into a movie, and I'm not worried about it. You right. know, the books will always be there for me. But one day there will be a Wolverine TV show. One day. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'd put big money on that. Yeah. I'm here for an Old Man Logan show. Well, definitely. And, you know, they there's been suggestions that he's going to do Old Man Logan for the last film, but the only problem is Old Man Logan involves so many characters that are tied up with other franchises that it definitely would be a different translation. They could still do it, though, because they do have enough rights to enough characters where they could they found out ways, a way. creative ways yeah. around all of this stuff. So they could definitely do it. You throw some baby powder in some other actors' hairs, and they can be old old man, you know, who, so whoever, and old old woman, whoever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Old woman, Jean Grey. Yeah, most definitely. Also, uh, we were talking about diversity. Rachel McAdams is in early talks for the lead role opposite Benedict. Benedict. Cumberbatch. There you go. Yes, you did Doctor it. Strange. Yeah. And I'm really trying to figure out who the hell is Clea? Yeah, I, I don't know because they've already cast Tilda Swinton as, as the, the ancient one. Yeah, as the ancient one. So I, I'm not Clea, exactly right? Sure. That's how you say it? Clea. But, yeah, Clea. but see, yeah. this Variety report says the role McAdams will be playing if cast is unknown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't think of any female characters in the Doctor Strange universe. Well, yeah, other I mean, than they, yeah, I mean, they definitely they're gonna add. They always add in like some kind of pseudo love interest or whatever. Well, and for those who aren't big fans, Clea is a sorceress. I right. think because I'm not that biggest fan. I just always liked her outfit. She has a dope costume, and she's a sorceress who is like a love interest of Strange at certain times right. and goes on adventures with him as well. She's definitely a badass in her own right. So I could see Rachel McAdams as her. Well, we'll find out November 4th, 2016. Why then? Oh, that's when the movie... Yes, sir. I'm sure we'll find out well before the Tatiana I'm sure. Yeah. But we'll find out if it works. Also, the, uh, <laughs> the Mark Hamill has been cast to do the voice yes. work of the Joker and the Killing yes. Joke. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I, I'm excited about that because he is definitely a definitive uh, animated, you know, without a doubt, yes. Joker voice. The thing was, everyone definitely jumped on the whole, like, there's a segment of the internet that the killing joke represents, you know, sort of the whole bad, you know, women in refrigerators. refrigerators trope, They're yeah. all like, oh, he just wants to do it so he can, you know, rape Barbara Gordon, which do we even Jesus. know if that's going to be in no. there? I mean, no, like, and they may change yeah, that that's shit. The whole like, thing. Yeah. Uh, hold on, folks. The Even, like, I'm a big fan of the killing joke. Like, that's the book that made me a Batman and Joker fan, and... You know, I also have a problem with it, you know, when I look back at it because Batgirl gets played like a sucker in the story to me. Like, you know, there's ways of looking at it. She was called unawares, et cetera. But to me, she just gets kind of gumped out. You know, she gets a X pop. You know, she's, you know, (laughs) she's jobbed for this one. And, but it's also never really certain if she's raped. That's implied. It's implied. And not even implied. It's more like that he took dirty pictures of her. After I mean it's, it's after a, shooting her, yeah, it's uh, Jesus. You know, spoiler alert. It's a horrible, dark story. First, even all. Alan Moore has actually like yeah sort disavowed of, it. Yeah, to a certain degree. I but think. that's because you know it's like a lot of people copied it afterwards and made really dark stories that didn't have you know the thought behind it. Because the Killing Joke is a brilliant story to me. Like at its basis, it's about you know the Joker trying to convince Batman. They did this kind of in um. The Dark Knight with the Joker, where the Joker's trying to convince him that one bad day turns anyone into the Joker or the Batman. Like, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents were killed. That was his bad day. He right. went crazy, became the Batman. Joker had a really bad day, became the Joker. So that's the Shit. thing of the killing joke. It's a definitely one of my favorite graphic novels of all time. If you never read it, I'd say read it before seeing this. But, yeah, Bruce Tim, Mark Hamill, that, you know, this looks like money in the – Yeah. Yeah, like – 
Like we were talking about Justice League Gods and Monsters last week, which is really good. And the review by Bowman is actually up on fanbros.com right now. Yes, most definitely. So check that out. And that was Bruce Tim returning to the DC Universe. And so with this, you know, I'm hyped. Uh, some other news about comics, TV, translations. You told me that Gladiator is coming to Daredevil Season 2. Yes. So apparently the Daredevil Twitter account tweeted out this teaser photo of what I think it is a, a saw, like a yeah, like the actual saw piece on a table. And then on the saw, the initials M as in Mary P. I don't know what that stands for. Melvin. Melvin. Oh, what's his last name? I is it Plank or so, uh, so, yeah, yeah? I some, forgot his sort of last name, but he's the one who makes the Daredevil suit. Right. right. First so, so, uh, so I recall that, but see, I don't. Again, I need you to teach me about this. Maybe teach the listeners about this. Who's this? This dude? He seems kind of like random to me. Yeah. Well, all right. In the uh, Netflix series, we first see him when Daredevil meets up with him, and he's the guy who makes Daredevil suit. Right. I think he, in that's the series, cool. and his like girlfriend or something is being held by the kingpin. For ransom right. or something like that, it, it isn't really fully explained. But in the comics, Gladiator is this guy who wears a metal helmet. And as a kid, I just thought he was awesome because he had buzz saws on his wrist. Mm. And it, it was like one of those like ridiculous comic book things that just doesn't seem to you know have any way well, of working. Daredevil has some particularly whack. Like before Frank Miller took over, and Frank Miller took over with issue one fifty eight. So we're talking about like one hundred fifty eight issues of really whack. Like you know like. <laughs> Like little people with animal heads, and the dude who had like a suit that had stilts on it, like oh, stilt, stilt man, man. stilt yeah. man, yo, he gets served like in every time he yeah. fights anyone, and like, it's always great. Yeah, like Daredevil would always manage to knock him off his stilts, and he <laughs> Word. Just, yeah, and yeah. so Gladiator was before like Frank Miller came and brought in Bullseye and Electra and started using the Kingpin and yeah, all those that. Are people I know, yeah, like like all Typhoid Mary. It was like 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 they would come up with a villain for Spider Man. They'd be like, Nah, he's too whack for spider-man give him to daredevil like that kind of thing and so i i, mean, I as a kid also really thought gladiator was dope as yeah. well and little known fact olivia pope was a huge fan of gladiator and that's why she calls all her minions gladiators on on uh, scandal not based what? off of daredevil no, gladiator he tried see no, reaching <laughs> mr fantastic over here at work right. again yeah, I'm like, I almost for a hot second believed, and I said, "Wait a minute, that right. don't make no goddamn sense." <laughs> I just like the idea of little Olivia Pope reading Daredevil <laughs> and really loving Gladiator. Yeah, and really loving. I, Gladiator. You get the point. You get the point for effort yeah, and creativity. I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, Gladiator is a villain who has buzz saws on his wrist, and Google it just to see because you have to see this for yourself. It's 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 like one of those. It's just one of those great things that only works in comic books. What's worse, buzz saws are a giant boomerang you throw at people. Buzz saws. Okay. On your wrist. <laughs> it's like that but is not going to work out of the fight. But buzz saws are at least dangerous. A you know, boomerang. I, no. I have a boomerang the size of my body. No, but see, but he had trick ones that blew up that yeah. like oh, you know okay. had razors yeah, on them. If we're talking about so Captain what's the boomerang. difference with the, with the, with the, with the I know, but what's the difference with the buzz saw? All he had was buzz saws. <laughs> they they weren't no tricks to it. And in a fight, that's going to end bad. For Actually, YouTube. in Big Hero Six, one doesn't one of the dudes have like buzz saws or something? Somebody has some. Hero Six. I disagree with you, Ben. I think they might make it work because buzz saws are dangerous. I'm pretty sure that they're going to make, you know, Gladiator work in a yeah. Daredevil miniseries. We're also going to have the Punisher up in there. So, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, anticipating that. And also they've announced that Jessica Jones will premiere before the end of the year is out. It still hasn't been given a firm date yet, but she will be there. And Power Man and Iron Fist in their own series. Well, Luke Cage and Iron Fist will right. be appearing within six months of each other following that. So basically, from here on out, we're getting a new Netflix Marvel series every six months. And they definitely said that the Netflix universe, I mean, it's in the same universe, but that those are definitely going to be darker than the movies. Like, the movies oh, are the... they already have been. Yeah, no, I absolutely. was just about to say, yeah, they're already That's grimy. That's already established. Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil went a lot of places that the Avengers didn't. But yeah, so Jessica Jones, then Luke Cage, and then Iron Fist, and then Defenders... They also said that most of these series, if successful, will get, you know, second seasons. Like Daredevil is getting a second season, I guess, sometime next year. I don't know how they're going to work that in. If the new ones will appear every six months and then the repeats or the second seasons will come in between. Like, it's going to get really crammed. It is. But, you know, so far, so good. And, you know, I got big hopes for Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. Got inside information that Luke Cage is going to even kick Daredevil's ass. So, 
That's word on the street right now. We need now. to see wow. it. Yeah. We need to see it. It's coming soon. And now, on the 200th time, well, not really, but, you know, <laughs> comics I copped. And, boy, this week, I got to give a quick shout-out to uh, everybody who's been telling me to read it. So I did read it, the new Cyborg series by Joe Prado and Ivan Reese. I never knew how to pronounce Rice. Rice. I think it's Rice. Rice. Yeah, yeah, R-E-I-S. Yeah, it's Rice. Um, Yeah, I did check it out. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, is the first thing I'll say. You know, it's, it's DC, and it's a mainstream book, and it's like it's their new relaunch. So there's a lot of stuff happening. And, you know, Cyborg is uh, Victor Stone, yeah. right? And in this issue, you know, it's it's not like the reboot or anything because all his past has happened. He's always been a cyborg. But he somehow got infected with this new tech that he doesn't know where it came from that, like, revamps his whole cyborg apparatus. And so he's getting all kind of new powers and new abilities and okay, stuff. Okay, like I like that. And, it, and it's dope looking. Like, he looks doper now, you know? So... After, you know, a good first issue, there's also this mystery of these aliens coming for this tech in the first issue and him just trying to find out where the tech came from. Are they naked and black and wearing the Confederate flag over their (laughs) loins? No, none of that. Oh. And he's definitely a black man in the book. But, you know, it's not like one of those things where it's like, you know, overdone where it's like, you know, oh, here comes the Negro. You know, it's none (laughs) of that. You know, it's just cyborg. You know, he's intelligent. When what book did they say? Here comes the Negro. It's like a Marvel cover from 1965. <laughs> you know, that's a book that I'd buy. Though. Right here comes here the comes Negro. the Negro. <laughs> you guys reminded me of some of these old uh, Batman covers that people are sending us, or Batman uh, panels that people are sending oh, us yeah. to the Fanbros account. Like, like beating up pygmies and and, you know, and all sorts of people no fucketh jesus <laughs> especially in the 1950s at all yikes so yeah big shout out to cyborg uh i was reading an article i actually didn't read this issue but uh, people have been complaining about justice league 3000 which is like from what i understand a future version of the justice league in which uh the first two issues guy gardner was turned into a woman oh yeah and Guy Gardner. So she be Gal Gardner? Did they change the name? Like, were they no, calling her? No, his guy? mind is still Guy, and that's the problem. People are saying that this book is very transphobic. Because? Because as a woman, Guy makes stereotypical man statements, or like he'll make a statement like, yeah, you know, all the women, you know, we can do these things. And then he'll be like, wait, why am I saying that? You know? Oh, so he basically is questioning himself. Oh, that's yeah. whack. That's and, whack. Instead of just accepting I, that he's if, a woman. If he just and, said it and yeah, left it that there, then I would understand. Because you said he still has his own uh, a male mind. So yeah. I understand that. But don't question, question yourself. yourself. That's what the author was basically saying. They are saying this could have been fixed easily. But they didn't by just, you know, throwing in all these dumb jokes instead of just, you know, mm-hmm. having them say it straight. Like, yeah, women can do everything we can do, you know. Done deal. Yeah, but well, you know, of sounds course. like Justice League three thousand is not going to get two hundred issues. The way, <laughs> the way Fan Bros has had two hundred episodes, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it gets twenty at this rate. But yeah, um, you know, people are kind of upset. I haven't read it. It doesn't sound like that great of a premise in general. So who really cares? Uh, what was a great premise, and we shouted him out earlier, is Atso Alonso had to come out and defend the Marvel covers because a lot of people... Including us. Including us had some questions, you know. We, we had a few questions. Mine wasn't really what other people were saying. A lot of people jumped on him saying there were no black artists or, you know, writers involved with this. and he Or with was, any Marvel books. It's not that they weren't involved with this, that the idea was the cultural appropriation that... They, here they are taking from black culture, but they don't hire any black artists, any black writers. But they do have black artists and black writers. That's what he was saying. Right. Google well, and you'll find no, out. No, I read the interview yeah. and he didn't. He was a little cagey in there. I'm not as as mm. supportive of of how he came out in that interview. No? no, I thought he came out a little. There was he was very vague about a lot of the stuff that he could have been a little more specific about, and there was a lot of wait and see. And a lot accusing the people of putting putting it back on the people accusing him of cultural of them of cultural appropriation. You know, Marvel has put out like a million issues of comics. I don't know how many have been written by black people. Or ha- I mean, certainly there are a lot more black artists than writers, but it's not you know it's not representative. No, it definitely isn't. It's definitely although not. all the all the artists here are black in this doing the cover the yeah. the hip hop cover stuff. I didn't know all of them were. No, not all a of them. A lot. 
A lot of them are, you know, not all of them, though. Right. Yeah, but a lot of them are, definitely. And he's even got people, you know, once again, the Fan Bros Venn diagram, Kari Randolph. Right. Is doing a cover for Marvel. Yep. You know, so big shout outs to him. Big shout outs to Kari. I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before that he drew me into that issue of Tet Jacket. Did you? I don't know if I, I did. I don't know if you did, but let's it. mention it, man. You know, why not? Ted Jacket issue number nine <laughs> features DJ Ben Hameen. He is not lying, you guys. DJ Ben Hameen is there front and center. Do you get eaten by a dinosaur? I don't know because I haven't gotten the issue yet. I ordered three copies from Bergen Street Comics <laughs> as well as the Ted Jacket trade paperback. Nice. You know, to catch up. I think I'm also might give away a copy on air. That's all you got to do to get Ben I mean to buy your shit, man. Just That's put right. him in. I mean, I was already buying Ted Jacket, but I had to go get the trade to make sure. You know, To and, make sure. And I, and I was a little behind you. on the regular issue, so, you know, shout out to Kari. I didn't even realize that I was in it until he, you know, put me on blast. You claimed I was in it. I don't see him. I didn't know. What you talking I'm about? Not you sure? sure he says that you're in it. I'm not sure if you're actually the woman behind the mask in that one panel, because that's it's Ted Jacket and his female. And that companion. same panel when I'm with you. Oh. Yeah, are in it, but that's not that woman who's in the mask. So I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, oh, I'll but, be, it'll be lit if that's me. I know, cause I get to be some type of space zombie, and you get a dope space <laughs> costume. <laughs> I'm in Tanahasi Coates' new book. <laughs> <laughs> the Venn diagram expands again. But yeah, so Ted Jacket is definitely a book I am highly recommending. Pick up issue nine. And when you see me, I'll sign that joint, you know, because I'm in it. And so not that I did any work on it or anything. <laughs> but, you know, that is my new mission. I don't know if any of y'all know about this, but there's these, like, two police officers who appear in random comic books. They've been in, like, DC Comics and Marvel Comics and Image Comics. They're just two random Like, in the background? In the background. They, they've actually had speaking lines in certain comics. But now it should become this trend to draw them into various comic books. Where various artists are always drawing these same two policemen. And this is cross houses, like you said, cross DC, Marvel, everything. It's crossed everything you can imagine. What is that about? I don't even know why. You can Google it. You know, you'll see it come up because it's you know people have done articles and collected all the different images. But my goal now is to have the fan bros drawn into various background comic book issues. Oh, I would love to see Afro cheeks. Absolutely. Oh, constantly. We're gonna make this happen. All the artists who come on the show, they're ready for it. I'm going to you know, badger you till you do it. Instead of Where's Waldo, it's going to be Where's the Fan Bros. <laughs> Word up. And with that, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to wrap up this episode of Fan Bros. Internets, this is Premium Pete, and you are listening to the Fan Bros Show. I fuck with them. I mean, listen, I love to hear about all the geek stuff, all the comic books, the movies, the, the, the gobstoppers, everything, okay? I really fuck with it. And if you don't fuck with it, then there's something wrong with you. Internet, the Fan Bro Show. Chip. And welcome back, Fan Bros. I know you've been enjoying this 200th episode of Fan Bros Show. But it's almost over. But before we get out of here, Chico, two hundred times. That's right. So two. <laughs> so here for you, the hundred ninety-nine recommendations that have come before. Yeah, but let now, me say this. Like, yo, yes. it's like, I mean, people might have dedicated a lot of their lives to watching your recommendations at this point. That's right. People have. That's right. And, and they trust you, Chico. Your yes. Chico lights trust you. So do not mess this up. This is the wow. violin music coming in right I now. I know. This yeah. is this is heavy. Yeah. Well, in honor of the 200th episode of Fan Bros, uh, I, I definitely wanted to recommend a movie from a little while back that is, in fact, about the Fan Bros. And, yes, I'm talking about the heroic trio. In the early 90s, is a really dope all-lady Hong Kong uh, superhero movie called Heroic Trio starring Michelle Yeoh, Anita Mui, and Maggie Chung. And a lot, all those women have all gone on to be in a, uh, action stars in their own rights. But this is one where there were all three in it. And it's three female superheroes battle a Ming Dynasty eunuch so bes- besotted with China's colonial history that he wants to bring it back to present day times. So this is a great superhero movie with all women of color fighting a pro-colonial uh, eunuch. Yeah, eunuch. <laughs> I mean, this is basically everything that every episode of Fan Bros distilled into one movie. <laughs> 
Uh, it's definitely three women fighting eunuchs. Yes, yeah, so you know <laughs> to, to stop pre-colonial time for coming back. Right, that's the Fairbro's mission statement Jesus in a nutshell, Lord. right there. So uh, definitely check out the heroic trio. You will not be disappointed. Uh, great '90s Hong Kong action superhero. So this is like in the same vein of the killer and hard-boiled type action. Yes, but less guns, a little more silliness, but m- women with super ha- superpowers. You know, you know, jumping and flying on wires. Oh, this sounds epic. Kicking a lot of bad guys, you know, behinds. Well done. Mr. Morris, I think that is a softball pitch across the plate. For you. <laughs> <laughs> right there. And also, I got to, you know, jump in since it's a 200th episode. We got, you know, 200 recommend. No, no, not really. We got really. a couple more recommendations. Me and Kimson got the people movie All Work, All Play. Yep. A documentary about the esports phenomenon that is jumping through the roof. And I'm one of those chat shows. Like when I was at Comic Con and I was watching people play um, one of these joints, I was like, what the f- is going on? You know, and I play video games all the time, but when you're just watching it randomly and you don't know the characters' strengths and powers, it's like, what the hell is going on? They talked about that in this documentary. But, uh, Kimson, what'd you think? I thought it was really good because I'm definitely not the head um, in the gaming you know, world, and they broke it down very well. Mm-hmm. The other thing that really shocked me is that these 17-year-old kids are caking out. Yes. They are caking out with their YouTube subscri- subscriptions, and so many, like, some of these kids have 200,000 subscribers, and at 17, they are just making a ton of money. And they they turn pro. They turn. There's literally they they get paid to make these videos, and people pay them to play and um, record their stuff, post it online. So there's a huge culture out there. I'm way behind the times on that. I realized how the gaming community is, you know, deep, very very deep. Oh yes. And then at the same time, but th- th- you know, the show it really showcases the creator of the show. And the show is put on like a super professional show the way any ESPN event or any kind of major awards or competition is put on. You have an announcer, you have a host, you have like the the female side reporter who gets people on the sidelines. It was really, really good. And uh, I don't know, for me, it was it was really enlightening and it's super international. That's the other thing about this is that, you know, most of these crews go over to Europe to for the finals but they'll have these regional contests all over the world. And uh, I love the one team who had all the different costumes for every battle. That's great. That was awesome. Like, this one team showed up because they're like one of the people from the team was speaking. I think they were Korean. Right. Because, he, you know, he's being translated. But he was saying, you know, most teams show up in, you know, the same normal, like, hoodies or maybe a, you know, shirt with the name on it. So we like to show up with different crazy stuff, and our fans like us for that. And it was hilarious. They showed, like, a selection of their different uniforms, like, one time they were in bow ties. One time they had, like, kitty hats on. <laughs> just all kind of craziness. But I, I really liked it, too. I'm more knowledgeable, you know, than that. And I've, like, definitely watched, like, you know, Street Fighter battles online and really sat there and watched them over and over again like a fiend. But still, I didn't know nearly as much as I learned from this movie. All work, all play. It was directed by Patrick Creighton. And there's going to be, for everyone listening to the show, there's going to be a big documentary. They're going to show the documentary and have live gaming events on July 30th. So if you catch this show the day it comes out, you can catch this movie in your local cinemas. Esportsincinema.com is the website to check out. Esportsincinema.com. And you can find out where it's playing. And I'm sure there's going to be a DVD and Netflix release sometime in the fall. So look out for it. Definitely, you know, cool. if you're interested in esports at all, it's a dope flick. And real quick, I also want to shout out Combat Jack and Angela Yee. I got to go over to their screening of the new Vacation movie, which Timson is saying is going to be hot trash. <laughs> and I disagree. And I got to see it. It's pretty dope. You know, if you're looking for a good comedy to see, check it out. That's all I'm really going to say on it. Not really anything I could spoil about it. But, it, you know, it's a funny-ass movie. I didn't expect it to be nearly as good as it was. So shout-out to Combat Jack and Angela Yee. Anything else before we get out of here, folks? So it's the end of the show, so you know what that means. We have to announce the winner. Oh, man, I almost forgot, yo. The hip-hop and geekish contest by Ty D. Robot himself is over. Yeah. And on our 200th episode, Synchronicity it again. Look at that. Providence. working. Time is a flat circle. (laughs) (laughs) 
And with that, I will now announce the winner of the last T-shirt in the... Say that again? Hip-hop and geek-ish. The winner is... Writers Republic from Twitter. Congratulations, Writers Republic. Writers Republic. Like writers, like, like writers, like writing a book, like our friend DJ Older. Okay, Writers Republic. Will he be the next on the New York Times? Let's see, wins a shirt here. They, because you don't know if it's a woman or a guy. True. So let's say they. They win a shirt here. <laughs> next thing you know, boom, New York Times. List. Exactly. The fan bros boom. power shining on you, Writers Republic. So boom. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to all the winners. Unfortunately, though, that's it for the Hip Hop and Geek contest. For now. For now. For now? Okay. I'm hearing there's some other things in the work with these shirts. There's some stuff going on that we keep in under wraps, but we'll let you know in due time. Most definitely. Most definitely. As always, before we get out of here, I got to remind y'all that we got big stuff coming up. New York Super Week is coming up. Yes. All kind of events. I'm hype. Wow. So hype. Yes, for real. The Black Girl Nerds versus Fan Bros Live podcast October 6th is going to be insane. I mean insane. Two of the biggest names in podcasting and urban geek, them coming together. <laughs> be there. <laughs> Might have a monster truck. I was going to say we're going to the monster truck rally after. You know it. Grave digger, digger, <laughs> digger, digger. Be there, there. <laughs> That's right. And also, Attack of the Con Star Wars Star Wars versus Star Trek October 5th. I mean, like a month before Battlefront drops, like two months before the new movie drops. It's going to be tough for Star Trek, boy. It's going to be tight on them. But we're going to see what happens at Attack of the Con Star Wars versus Star Trek. To- Yo, we, oh, you about to catch the fade heavy. Oh, my gosh. I'm coming up in that joint and boxing gloves with the Rocky music playing Get behind ready, me. Get ready, Ben. I mean, you about to catch the fade. Finally, last but definitely not least, the Fan Bros present the Crossplay Cosplay Contest October 7th. Crazy. We already got people t- telling us that they're, they're ready. They got their costume. Wow. They're naming some characters. Nice. Yeah, so I'm excited the for cross-play, this. Cosplay, cosplay contest, as we keep telling y'all, is celebrating the craziest things in diversity and comics and crossplay and cosplay you could ever see. I want to see male rogues, male Ursulas, female Iron Mans. Why not? There we go. Female Iron Mans. All that good stuff. We want to see a whole click of them. <laughs> In all the different suits, right? Uh, oh. Mark 1. From Mark, Mark 1. Mark 2. Mark 3. Or should it be like Marsha 1? Marsha. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, folks. We got a bunch of events coming up. You can check NewYorkSuperWeek.com for more information. You'll be seeing flyers and all that good stuff coming on our Instagram at Show. Hit us up if you would like to be involved. We're definitely looking for cosplayers. If you got a cosplay team or crew, judges, all that good stuff, hit us up at contact at fanbros.com. If you'd like to be involved in any of these events or help with the fanbros in any way, shape, form, as we move on to our 300th episode, hit us up at contact at fanbros.com, and you too can be part of the team. We're always looking for writers, editors, authors, directors, Photographers. Chefs. Chefs. Word up. Why not, yo? I need breakfast. Masseurs and masseuses. Hook it up. Hook it up. Also, I want to give a big shout out to uh, fellow HU alum, B. Coates. I think he. uh, Yes, that's my boy. Yes, Howard with you. Engineering, man. Laced me up with a copy of the variant cover of Infinity Gauntlet. Big shouts, big love to all the fan bros out there. Thank y'all for supporting us through 200 episodes. We could not do this without y'all. I got some last-minute news, though. Uh-oh. It just came in. It's breaking news. Breaking. It, it, well, it won't be breaking news when y'all hear this. But it's just been announced that Mary J. Blige and Queen Latifah have been cast in the new live Wiz, I oh. guess, show on NBC, December 3rd. It should be a show? Is it be it's, like it's, a, let me say it's a, a live special. Oh, okay, live yeah. special. It's like that Peter Pan joint they did with Brian yeah. Lee's right. daughter. Mary, Mary J. Blige's going to play Evelyn, and uh, Queen Latifah's going to play the Wiz. I'm not mad at either of oh, those. That's no. dope. I think Queen Latifah. Oh, wait. Queen Latifah could play the Wiz. Wiz. Oh, the yeah. Wizard of Oz. Okay. The Wizard the of Oz. Yeah, the Wiz is the Wizard oh, of Oz. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's like Taylor made right there. 
And Evil Lynn is. And Evil Lynn Lynn is the is the Wicked Witch of the West. So who's playing? Do we know who's playing? Dorothy and uh, Mm -hmm. Tin Man and Scarecrow Mm -hmm. and the Lion. Wiz Khalifa for the Scarecrow. Wiz Khalifa should have played the Wiz. Why? Oh, because he's the Wiz. Yeah. I don't think they cast Dorothy yet. The Wizard of Khalifa. Fan Bros, F-A-N, we are the F-O-R-D. Fan Bros, F-A-N, we are the F-O-R-D.